Hallelujah. If you're thankful for the word of God, for Jesus, the love of the Father, and the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to stand and give God praise. Come on, stand and give God praise. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice. Praise his name. Come on, lift up your voice. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise the Lord. You guys can be seated. Hallelujah. Some of you guys are already saying, uh-oh. Well, this is going to be different. <laughs> Hallelujah. My name is uh, Richie Kayabiab. I'm one of the pastors here. I know you guys are looking for the more handsome guy, you know, Pastor Mark. I want to assure you that he's coming back. I know you guys love him. We love him. I love him. He's my pare. And they're doing well in Poland. Um, something, something happened between me and Pastor Mark. Some of you don't know. Every now and then he mentions that, you know, on his message. You guys get that? Like when he says, like, pa, like my, my, my pare. Pare is friend. Why does he say that? Because there was a time we were not friends. We thought we were, but we were not. Like, what? Really? You guys are pastors at church? There was a time where we worked together, and yeah, we, we served together, and every now and then I tell him, I love you, you know, love you back. You know, I think that's the right thing to do. When somebody says, I love you, you say, I love you back, you know. I love you too. <laughs> but when we took this group, Emotionally Healthy Relationship, okay, something happened. It taught us to be honest with what we're feeling. It taught us to be open with what's really going on inside, okay? At the end of that group, I told him, Pastor Mark, you have to forgive me. And he says, like, what did you do? <laughs> Pastor Richard, what did you do? I said, you have to forgive me. Because all this time I've been telling you that I love you, I lied. <laughs> he like, I lied. And he's like, what? Unforgivable. And I said, like, no, I was just saying that because you're my boss. You know, he's, he's really my boss. And... You know, there are a lot of things that you would ask me to do and, and say and decide. I, I didn't like them, you know. I, I just do them because you're my boss. In my culture, I always thought that you got to please your boss. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree or not, you got to please your boss. You just say, yes, yes, sir, yes, yes, yes. So when you say, I love you, Richie, I love you, and I lied. I, 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 I don't really love you. Plus, how can I love you? I don't even know you. And at that moment, things change, you know. He actually was more honest with me. He says, like, Richie, sometimes when you go out for lunch and you meet all these other pastors and other people, I don't know who they are, and I ask you, I have always felt like you're a little comfortable answering my question because it feels like I'm interrogating you. And I go like, yeah, like, who'd you meet? I met so-and-so. Oh, what you talk about? What else? Is that it? You know, like, what's happening? 
And he tells me, because I wasn't so sure about your friendship. I didn't know if I could be your friend. And I know with all these guys that you meet, they're your friends. And I have a different personality. I, I don't know if we could be friends. And from then on, you know, we forgave each other and we loved each other and we got each other's back. And I wonder, I wonder if that is what God is trying to tell each and every one of us, if we're part of this church community and we call church family. You know, we say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I'm praying for you. You know, you got my back. I got your back. But in reality, because we don't really know each other, how can we truly love each other? We need to be in relationship. Say relationship. How many of you have uh, kids who went to Poland? Raise your hand. Okay. There you go. I was so happy that I wasn't the only parent who was crying, <laughs> sending uh, <laughs> our kids. And if you're a parent and uh, you're attached to your, your kids, oh, you know the feeling. You know the feeling from, from day one when they were born, like you just want to be close, right? And then until they grow up, you just like, where are you going? Where are you going? You know? And there's this app that traces where they're going. And they're like, are you stalking us? <laughs> like, no, I just want you to be safe. I just want, you know. And sending, sending Rizelle, you know, I'm like trying to be like cool, like I'm not crying. I've been crying for the last three days thinking about this. Even though Cresselin is with her, I know, right? I know, right? And, and, and I saw a couple of the brothers and they're just like being cool too, being cool, you know? And then I asked one of them, I go like, are you all right? And he goes like, no. <laughs> That's the love that a father has with their children. Like, I don't wanna be separated from someone that I care and love about. Like, I will do anything. I told Pastor Mark, why don't I go to mission and you stay in and preach? I was like, no. And that's just our love for them. How much more the father. The reason why you're here is because God loves us so much. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. There's, there's, there's a part of you that doesn't want to be here. There's people within your circle is trying to discourage you to be here, but you're here because God's love is greater, okay? God's love is more powerful. That's why you're here. And every time we come together, it's not just this good, fuzzy feeling like, oh, that was so good. That was so good. Like, no, no, no. He reminds us of his love for us at the same time, he assures us that in his love, he's about to change us. Say change. change. This week, in preparation for this Sunday, Saraya texts me. He says, she says, Pastor Richie, I just had this word of encouragement for you. Just as the church is growing, okay? She says, just as the church is growing exponentially, the Lord says, you and Pastor Mark are growing too. Amen. 
Well, that's, that's a clap of praise. And I was so encouraged by that. And I give God praise for that. And then the Lord, you know, just reminds me, just as you and Pastor Mark are growing, the people are growing too. The body of Christ is growing too. Amen? Go tell the person next to you, I'm growing. Tell the person next to you, I'm growing. In the name of Jesus Christ and through his word. And that's our desire this morning. In the next 15, 20 minutes, let's just pray. Lord, my prayer is as we jump in to study your word, hear your word, that you would stretch us, grow us. Holy Spirit, speak through us and direct us, Lord God, that we may faithfully follow you without any fear or hesitation. Lord God, this is your church. You've been training us, getting us ready to face you one day, one day soon. Lord God, you're training each and every one of us to reach the loss. You're training each and every one of us to care for the least and to train the found. And we're right here, Lord. Have your way. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Another clap of praise of the Lord. Come on, guys. Colossians. Open your Bibles. Colossians chapter 2. If you have your hard copy, hard copy, you know, like Pastor Mark was saying, like, oh, the pages, the pages, like there's just something about the pages. It's true. It's true, you know. Praise God. But if you have a device with a Bible app where you can jump from one translation to another, praise God too. I'm just saying. You're, you're not first class because you have the hard copy. Does that make sense? The Word of God is, is what's written. And what God speaks, it's speaking to you and it's asking you, will you obey? Will you surrender? Would you let me change you? That's the Word of God. Amen. Not, 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 not this. I got the word of God. Ooh, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I got the word. What's in it? Are you doing it? That's the word of God in us. Amen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, John. Hey, praise God for our worship team. Amen. That was amazing. Thank you for leading us. Hallelujah. You are growing too, Soraya, by the grace of God. Fearless, on fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Colossians 2. So this is Paul writing to the church in uh, Colossians. Verse 1, I said, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea. Did I say that right? And for all who have not met me personally. He is writing. He is writing, okay. Verse two, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart, united in love, so that they may have full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by fine sound arguments. 
For though I am absent from you in the body, I'm present with you in the spirit and delight to see how disciplined and you are and how firm your faith in Christ. So we'll pause there and we'll continue later. Hopefully I have time. He's writing to this church, Colossians, and then this, to this church in Laodicea, Laodicea, and other people who he has not seen. I would consider myself as part of that. So in a way, Paul is writing to us too. The church in New Hampshire. The church in New Hampshire. God is speaking through, to Paul, through, to, through Paul to us. And why? Because he's concerned about something. What is he concerned about? He's concerned about, are we encouraged? Are, are we needed together? Do we have the understanding of who Jesus Christ is, who is the source of wisdom and knowledge? That's, that's what Paul is concerned about. If you're encouraged today, uh, just, just a, a show of hands. Just lift up your hands. Okay. Okay, put your hands down. Could use a little bit of encouragement. Could use a little bit of encourage, encouragement. No judgment. There you go. There you go. Put your hands down. There's something about being encouraged. Okay? When you're encouraged, you have a bounce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just, hmm. There's just joy. There's this sense of confidence. There's this sense of peace, assurance. But when you're a little on the other side, discouraged, head down. No expression in your face. And you, you're like, what? I don't know, it's okay, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, I'm good. But you can tell that something is wrong. Paul is saying, are you encouraged? Because people who are encouraged, okay, people who are encouraged are on a mission. Say, on a mission. When you're discouraged, the enemy's goal is for you to not be on a mission. Praise God for these brave and willing youth to go to Poland, you know? They were probably worried, like, well, are we going to be able to raise money? What are we going to do there? We're going to meet different people with different culture, like all these kind of fear. But because of prayer, because of God's provision, because of God's love and support, they were encouraged. And they go like, yes, we're going. They're excited, you know? Even though we didn't go with them, we are part of that mission. There's the people who were sent and there's the people who were sending. We were the people who were sending. Amen? Amen. And don't think that because they're on a mission, you're just going to wait here until they come back and hear the praise report. Like, no, no, no. no. You're on a mission where you are. Think, think about this. Like, what are they doing right now? They're meeting people, strangers, and they're talking about Jesus and they're love for Jesus and their testimonies. That should inspire you and encourage you. That should not make you think like, I need to go somewhere like China or Africa or like, so I can share, like no. Where you are, begin to share your testimony and your story. 
on Easter, a sister called me. She says, Pastor Richie, can you help me pray about this? I want to be at the celebrations. I know it's going to be epic, you know. But I got invited to do this outreach. And I go, like, what's the outreach about? We're going to share the gospel to the homeless people. I go, like, I think you're struggling because part of you don't want to miss the celebration. <laughs> don't want to miss the, you know, this we call church. In this culture, when you come to this building and we worship and we listen, listen to a sermon, like, I, I just went to church. That's what the culture has made us think. But in the eyes of God, when two or three are gathered in His name, okay, when you are listening to the Holy Spirit and you're doing what God has called you and planted in your heart, you're doing church. You know what happened? Praise God. She and her friend went to that place where the homeless are. Hallelujah. About 30 plus people, okay, got ministered to, prayed for, shared the gospel. From, is it 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning till 1 uh, p.m. in the afternoon. That's all they did. They loved on those people. When you hear something like that, are you encouraged? Yes. Are you encouraged, church? Yes. Come on, praise Jesus. Come on, praise Jesus. His other concern, needed together. Say, needed together. In Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Christians during that time were all together. In other translations, they were all sitting together, okay? Then suddenly, a mighty rushing wind came and filled the room. And each and every one of them spoke in tongues and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Whoo! Hallelujah. But on a different translation, I love what it says not just together, but they were all in one accord. One accord is different from just being together. One accord means united. Paul is concerned, like, is there, is there unity among you guys? Is there real unity among you guys? Or you show up and you're together, but really there's division. There's comparison, there's gossip here and there. May it be not. And unity is achieved when we love each other. Amen? He says, I give you a new commandment. What is the new commandment? Love to love one another just as I have loved you. Amen? Amen? And this kind of love is not the kind of love that we have somewhat tweaked or uh, adjusted for, for our sake, okay? I hear this a lot in, 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 in our present time. I love you, but I don't really like you. Are you a victim of this? 
Be honest now. Are you? Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. How can, you, how can you tell somebody or how can I tell somebody I love you but I don't really like you? And sometimes you don't even have to say I don't like you. It's your action that speaks louder than words. You be in a mall and you see that person like, oh, I have something here. Oh, and you just avoided that person. You know, when you're having a conversation with people and you're annoyed with them, they know that you don't want to talk to them because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> but it, could it be that God has given us an opportunity to show his power that he can change you? The Spirit of God is in us when he says, like, love one another, Richie. Love that brother. Love that sister. I know your personality is different. I know they rub you in a wrong way. I know you're frustrated, but love them anyways. Lord, it's hard. It's so hard. Love them anyways. And when you're willing to do that, God begins to change your heart. Amen? And when we love each other, no one's concerned. Paul's not concerned because there's unity. The understanding. What is the understanding? who Jesus Christ is. He says, all wisdom and knowledge is found in Jesus. I believe in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs. Looking at my notes. Proverbs 9, verse 10. It says here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Do you agree with that? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay? And the knowledge of the Holy One, who is Jesus Christ, is understanding. There's something about being knowledgeable. There's something about being wise in our culture that means you're like, you're just up there. But with the Lord, it's different. Are you submitting, submitting to His Lordship? Are, are you fully surrendered to His will about your life? You might be here and saying like, oh, I, 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 I believe. You know, I believe in that. I have faith in God, Richie. No concern about that. But let me just remind you that even demons believe in God. Actually, the Word of God says that they believe and they tremble. But what's the difference? When we fear the Lord, we give reverence. Like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you asking me to do? Let me please you with my life. Let me please you with my thoughts. Let me please you with my words. Let me please you with my attitude. Let me please you with my decisions and choices. Let me please you in my marriage. Let me please you in my family. Let me please you in my workplace. Let me please you in my school. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. And that's the kind of fear. When you have an attitude like that, when you have an understanding like that, then that's wisdom, that's knowledge. I heard this from Pastor Bill. Pastor Bill, thank you. He says, knowledge, Richie, remember this, knowledge is wisdom applied. 
Thank you for the wisdom, Lord. Oh, wow, awesome. I feel good. Now apply it. Apply it. Do it. When you do it, that's knowledge. You guys are awfully quiet. Oh, man. I was telling Pastor Mark, I'm a little concerned because they love you, so they come. After they hear me, they're going to go. And share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I mean. Come on. Guys, guys, you guys are too quick to judge me. All right. For though I am absent. Okay. Verse 4. I tell you this, that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. This world is crazy. You meet Christians. Christians who are no longer going to church. Why? Because they're jaded. They don't believe in the church anymore. They'll tell you this. Like, Richie, I believe in God. I believe Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe in the Word. You know, I believe He's coming soon, but I don't believe in church. I, I don't. Why? Because I've been hurt. And there's a lot of, of hypocrites in the church. So I, I don't believe. I'm, not, I'm never going to step in a, a church gathering like this. You hear that? It, it, it breaks your heart. Right? But something must have happened why they came to that conclusion that I don't need, I don't need you guys. I'm all set and just me and the Lord, just me and the Lord, just me and the Lord. And you can have times of arguing and, and, and debating like this person is wrong, you're right. And I wonder what God really wants you to tell this person. Just love them. Love them. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to tell them they're wrong. Just love them. You know, pray with them. Okay? Ask them, what do you need? What do you need? You know? Invite them for coffee. Buy them lunch. You know? Let your whole family visit them. Church, because when you begin to do that, okay, church is happening because you are the church. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's another danger that's happening in the world right now, especially in the Christian culture. And I want to caution each one of us because it's driven by fear. The fear of rejection, the fear of not measuring up, the fear of, of, of not being worthy, you know. We attach a modifier to being a Christian. Do you understand, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, there's so many Christians in our culture now that says, I am a, a conservative Christian. I am a, a modern Christian. I, I, am, I am a progressive Christian. I have all, all, all kinds of, of adjectives they attach before being a Christian. I can't even say, I'm, I'm a, an Asian Christian. Is it obvious? You're a white Christian. I don't want to offend people here. But you guys know what I'm saying. But the moment we do that, it's no longer about Jesus. It's about me. 
It's about me now, what I want, what I feel, when I feel good. And being a Christian is all about Jesus. And we sing that. And I'm going to go to verse 6. Is it okay if I go on till like, let, let the 11 o'clock service wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll sum up the message and they'll get the, you know, the small version. Is that okay? Okay. You guys said it. Okay. Verse 6. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted, built up, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness continue 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 say continue 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 don't stop don't stop following Jesus don't stop on certain days because you just want to do your own thing no 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 don't compromise say no to sin Resist the enemy, you know. Speak truth to yourself through the word of God. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. I am victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't give in to temptation, okay? For married people, if you're not happy with your marriage, the enemy is going to tempt you to have an affair. Confess that to somebody, okay, and get help. Don't let the enemy set you up. Whoa, whoa, nothing is really happening. You know, we're just talking, we're just talking, just talking. The enemy wants to destroy your marriage. Find somebody who will help you confess what's going on in your marriage and get help. And this is the blessing, this is the, 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 the benefit when you're in community. We have life groups all throughout the week, okay? In the beginning, when we meet, when we meet we're just like, hello, hi, you know. But as we go on, we get to know each other and we begin to share our struggles. We begin to share our weaknesses. We begin to open up like, I need you to pray for me because this is what I'm dealing with. And when you begin to do that, you don't feel like, a lone ranger it's easy for someone to leave church this gathering of community of believers because no one really knows you you've heard pastor mark say like we all need to be known to be heard and to be seen but we're, we're not in a community it's so easy for the enemy to deceive you like no one really cares see no one even said hi to you oh that see that person got a hug you just got a wave you know that person got a full hug you got a side hug something wrong with that the enemy continues to divide and separate the church but let us not allow him to do that amen, amen. rooted in God's word we've talked about that built up in him Jesus is our sure foundation I love that song, that hymn that says, On Christ the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Are you, are you secure? Are you standing on the solid rock who is Jesus Christ? Amen? Amen? Go ahead, check, check, 
Check your feet. No, not your feet. Check your heart. Am I resting? You know, am I standing in the word of God? The truth. And when your answer is yes and amen, put your head up. Be confident. You know, eyes on the Lord. Listen for instructions. Like, what do you want me to do, Lord? I'm ready. I'm ready. What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do, Lord? Why are you guys up already? No, I, I'm, I'm ignoring that. I'm not landing the plane. I'm sorry. I, I got this whole chapter of Colossians. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being funny. Strengthen in the faith and overflowing with thankfulness. Some of you guys don't know that um, this has been a busy week. Yesterday, we have about 200 um, pastors and church leaders from different four square churches all over our region. They were all here. We were here as early as seven o'clock and we didn't leave until like maybe four, 4.30. What did we do? We just fellowship and we worship and we prayed for each other. Some prophesied for each other. Some received healing, some received prophetic word. This place was just enigmatic, you know? And if you have no idea what Foursquare is, just, just turn your heads, turn your heads to the back and you're gonna see this, those um, stained glass. Go ahead. You don't have to? Okay, some of you already know. Foursquare is a movement. Grace Capital Church is part of that. And these, these four things we believe and we agree that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Amen. 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 Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. He is our baptizer. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit baptizes us. Okay, he is our healer. How many of you believe in that? That he is our healer. That by his stripes we are healed. And he's the soon and coming king. Jesus Christ is coming again, church. He's coming for us, church. He's coming for his bride. And that bride is not just one person. It's a community of people who is in love with Jesus, who is filled with the Holy Spirit, and whose main goal and desire is to glorify the Father, lift up the name of Jesus, and to obey. Say obey please Jesus whatever it takes that's that's what we're called to do to please Jesus and when we do that the thankfulness the thanksgiving and the praise is gonna overflow okay you don't need a worship team to encourage you to praise the Lord on your own you're gonna begin to give thanks and to give, to give praise thanksgiving and praise are always together okay in Psalms it says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise I don't know about you but in our culture we are being silenced I'm gonna cancel you've talked about Jesus I'm going to cancel you 
If you talk about his goodness and his love, don't talk about how good your God is. But I wonder if God is waking up his church to be louder than ever, to be unashamed, to be unafraid, to declare who he is, our Lord, our God, our King. Amen. Are you thankful, church? Are you thankful? Come on, give God praise. I want to invite you guys to stand up. We're going to sing this soft declaration with everything that you are, with everything that you have. We're going to thank God. Lord, thank you for reminding us that you are for us, not, not against us, that you lead us and you have equipped and empowered us. Lord, we will follow you. We will please your name. Hallelujah. I pray for your anointing for each and every one, for your Holy Spirit to empower every man, every woman, Lord God, in this place to just begin to hear your voice and begin to obey the things that you've called us to do. We exalt you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Another clap of praise for the Lord. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.